loose. Javian picks it up. Haven't got a shot off yet. Lob to Moore. Hammer. Alley-oop. Timeout. Providence. The Sooners come out of the gates rocking tonight. Kicks it cross court. Stolen by Yuzan. On the run. Two on one. Lose all the way himself. Up and under layup. Got it. And one. Coast to coast. Lose for Dose. And he'll get an uno out of it. Turnover. Providence. A run out the other way to Pierre. He's blocked from behind. Tega caught it. Tega chased him down. It's out of bounds of Providence. Get out of here with that. Cross court pass stolen by Yuzan. Sprint to the other end. Low step through. Layup. Got it. Sooners lead it by 20. We are back, baby. We are back. We are back. Classic. We are back. We are back. And they stay there. And they stay there. And they stay there. Hey, it's early in the season. I get it. Just eight games in. Long way to go. But it kind of feels like they're maybe at least a little back. They're back to being an exciting basketball team, if nothing else, Travis Davidson. And you saw it early on when they get out, get out to the big lead. They close that game strong. A lot of people were watching that basketball game last night. And they were treated to a final 10 minutes that was just excellent. That was a big, big-time win last night. Dominating win over a Providence team that I think is going to be pretty good this year. So I, we're, we're all happy about things hoops-wise today. Nice effort. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, Providence came into that game seven and one. Uh, they had a big win over Wisconsin. That was kind of their marquee win uh, of the year. Like a lot of other teams, they haven't played a lot. Uh, you know, a lot of competition up to this point, so you didn't have a ton to go off of. But they'll be good. They'll win a lot of games this year. But I mean, the Sooners made them made them look bad. I mean, they they started the game incredibly. They had six steals in the first four minutes, basically four and a half minutes of the game. Uh, got out to a, a quick 12-0 run. Started, I mean, JV McCollum was making threes. Jalen Moore was throwing it down. I mean, defensive energy was great. And and I'll tell you what, I want to make two points. First, I think the crowd was actually really good. I think the students have been energized by Porter, uh, and especially with that students only game that they had at McCasland. And 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 the crowd filled in for a Tuesday. 6 p.m. tip. That's a tough tip to give to, and that that obviously is a lot of the conversation of why some people want the uh, want a new arena that's a little bit closer to kind of the more densely populated, you know, OU fan area closer to Moore and Edmond and Oklahoma City and whatnot. But it was a really good crowd, um, and Tyler, you know, people talk about, you know, people will show up if they win. People will show up if they win. Like, oh, it's you know, bandwagon this, bandwagon that. It's a, it's more than that, Tyler. It's the style of basketball that is played. Yep. And and last year, we had a couple people on the team that were ball stoppers. I mean, they it was it was slow. I mean, they weren't athletic enough to uh, you know to press you know full court all the time. This team is exciting to watch, Tyler. They I have mean, le- legitimate playmakers too. And we were we were asking that last year. Well, who's the guy that can go and get you the bucket? We've been asking that the past few years. They don't have just one of those, Travis. And you would have taken one of those last year. You've got 
you've got more than one. Like your backcourt with McCollum and Uzan, I mean, that's a really good backcourt, man. You you have got multiple guys that can go get you points. It's big. Right. Right, and like Jalen Moore with his leaping ability. I mean, he makes – there was an inbound, like an under-the-basket inbound uh, for Providence last night. There, it, was, it was like about two or three minutes into the, into the second half. And I was, I, was, I was sitting decently low, and Jalen Moore, he's jumping. It looks like he's jumping 15 feet in the air just trying to defend the inbound. I mean, just simple little stuff like that. And then they got a five-second call. So Jalen Moore's athleticism – isn't just for dunks and blocks. He forced a five-second call because he was infuriating the inbound passer. Things like that, those don't show up in the stat sheet, really. But but that's the kind of stuff that helps him win games. Obviously, Otega Owe ends up on the uh, you know Sports Center top ten with his big chase down block. I mean, th- those are things that get in the head of opponents. And I'll tell you what, this team this team's special, man. They're they're a lot of fun to watch, and they're definitely deserving. Of, uh, of people showing up and watching them. Yeah, no, I, I look, I would have taken a 48-47 win against anyone last year. Like, whatever, who cares what it looks like at this point? Just go get a win. But they're scoring points in bunches. And I know that they didn't last night necessarily, though 72 points last year probably would have felt like quite a bit. But that was one of their lower scoring outputs of the entire year. This team is fun. They're exciting. They can score. They can defend. And people nationally are starting to realize it. And that's what happens when you make your way into the top 25 like the Sooners are right now up to number 19. Jeff Goodman saying that it's maybe time to admit that the Oklahoma Sooners may just be for real. Undefeated have beaten USC, Iowa, and smacked Providence by 21 at home tonight. That's a national college basketball guy. Jeff Goodman Jeff Goodman is one of the more, if not the most well-known college basketball guy out there and saying, hey, eight games in, maybe it's time to admit that OU is for real. And maybe it is time, but I definitely think it's time to admit one thing. They are one of the most improved teams in college basketball, and I'm probably not that far off from saying they are the most improved team in college basketball so far. I mean, it's just night and day difference in every aspect. Like for all the reasons we just talked about, the, the the way that they're winning games, the style that they're playing it, like all of it, it it is not – it's not the same team as the past two years. Right. And, you know, you bring up Jeff Goodman, obviously, who, you know, is a, is a big deal. You know, John Rothstein, who – CBS, covers basketball for CBS, college basketball. He says Oklahoma is stacking wins. Sooners drop Providence by 21. Porter Moser's best team since his last season at Loyola, Chicago. Tyler, we all remember what that team accomplished. And then Seth Davis, uh, Seth Davis hoops, obviously CBS as well. This Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin team got embarrassed by Providence, which got embarrassed by Oklahoma tonight. Porter Moser has himself a squad in Norman. They're deeper, longer, and faster than they've been in a while. Sooners improved to 8-0. So you start to get national attention, man, and, 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 you kind of get the benefit of the doubt later because this is like selection committee stuff, right? Like, you know, I know we're fresh off the playoff, uh, you know, rest in peace, Florida State. But, you know, th- these are the kind of things that get you in the tournament, man. And we talked about, look, Porter, it's you got to make tournament year three. There's no excuses. Have to. have to make the tournament year three. And all he's done, Tyler, is fill his team with a bunch of athletes and they're on a tear. I, I don't know how much this has been talked about today, maybe some already, but can we stop with the remote broadcast for games like this? I mean, that, that was a game last night with obviously a lot of intrigue because a lot of people around here watched it. A lot of people nationally watched it as well, at least the, the people that cover the sport. Everyone was tweeting about it. 
Dude, these these broadcasts when they're back in studio up there in the Northeast and not actually at the game. I know they started that during COVID, but the crap, the cost-cutting crap of not having people there, it, it just it significantly impacts the broadcast. And I actually feel bad for those broadcasters because I'm sure they want to put out a really good product. They're not able to because they're not in the arena. They can only go by what we're seeing with the camera shots. It's just... I don't know, man. I, I didn't want to bring that up first because there was so much good from last night, but I am praying to you, ESPN, please, please stop being so cheap. Please do not be cheap the rest of the year when I watch OU basketball games and have to listen to commentators who are 1,500 miles away from where the game is actually taking place. That's, no, that's my, my only complaint from last night. You're right. And in any time you have the opportunity and, and, and you can't, watch the game, maybe turn it on mute and throw in, you know, our own Toby Rowland and listen to him or something like that. Because, yeah, the remote stuff, it's dumb, Tyler. And hopefully with all their money they're saving, they're throwing it all uh, into our uh, our SEC TV deal um, because, you know, we'll enjoy that. But, yeah, it's weird, the remote announcement. It's very weird. And, yeah, a lot of people are watching this game. A lot of people showed up to watch the game. And I, and I think I saw that on social media a decent amount last night. Um, saying, oh, man, it's embarrassing how few people are there. I, you know, I think there were over 7,000 people there. Ended up being a nice crowd, but I hope that – I hope a ton of people come to Tulsa to the Crimson Cardinal Classic. Um, where We take on Arkansas. We're playing really good ball. And if you can knock off Arkansas – then you thought the national attention was nice last night. You really start to get some national attention. Maybe a attention. top 15 team uh, next week if you win this game on Saturday. Yeah, depending on what happens in front of you. Like, OU jumped from 25 to 19 after beating Arkansas Pine Bluff. Um, Providence on its own is a much better win than Providence. Uh, excuse me, than Arkansas Pine Bluff. So if yep. you have those two wins, yeah, yeah man, you, you may jump in the top 15 next week. And how significant would that be? what, nine games into the season to think that OU could be a top 15 team in that in that short of time. Well, and w- what I like about it is you could tell Porter's just got so – he's so much – he's not relaxed, but he's more comfortable with his lineups now and with their versatility. Case in point, last night, uh, you know, Myla Suzan, who is ball handler out there with J.V. McCollum, held to zero assists – but he sets a career high. He's got a double-double with rebounds, of all things. I think he's got like 12, 13 rebounds, something like that. But he was scoring a ton. And they asked Toby asked Porter after the game, said, you know, what was what was up with that? That's kind of peculiar. He had four steals, zero, you know, uh, zero assists. He said, well, it was the defense they were playing. They were playing drop defense just like they do in the NBA. You know, it's tougher to get the kind of the skip passes going on. But the thing is, it didn't matter. You had your – you're, who's supposed to probably lead you in assists on the season, have zero assists, Tyler, and you still beat a good team by 21 points. So, yeah, the versatility, but got to do it uh, against your future SEC opponent, and hopefully, you know, we've been wildly outnumbered the last couple of years oh, here at the BOK Center, and when they're, when they're calling the hogs in there, it gets pretty loud. So, hopefully, if you are listening to this and you are able to make it, please come to the BOK Center on Saturday. We will be at Kicker's across the street, um, having some pregame radio with uh, the OU Club of Tulsa. I think Crimson and Cream NIL is going to be there. So it'll be a party. If you are going to be in Tulsa coming to the game, come through. Well, it's it's uh, interesting that you mentioned that because I was going to go to this text on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Last time you and I 
did a post-game show together, um, half the text that we got after the TCU win was about the uh, Tim Brando call on uh, on that Friday <laughs> on that Friday morning. This text from the 402 says remote broadcasts are still better than Brando and Tillman. So we're almost two weeks removed from the OU-TCU game, and those guys are uh, still getting it on the text line. Now all we need is uh, Brando and Tillman to do a remote broadcast, oh, and then no. it'll bring the whole thing no. down. No. Bathroid, is that what he was calling? <laughs> Bathroid? <laughs> DJ Graham was OU's best receiver before he yeah. got hurt. Yeah, that's, that's just yeah. a couple things. i miss him. OU Architect says, I stood on the upper concourse for the first half, and it was loud, even with many empty seats. 405, anyone that thinks that was a small crowd last night doesn't watch OU Hoops. That's probably a top 10 crowd in terms of number of people over the last three years. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I went down there uh, went down there from the 918 and arrived about an hour before tip, and obviously their cool trapper hats that they were giving away. I uh, cool. got some people there early. Very, very cool. Uh, and, and they've done a really good job, man. OU basketball, both the men's and the women's, has done a really good job with giveaways and with different, you know, promos and stuff like that, really engaging the fan base. So shout out to them, uh, continue to, to do good work. But yeah, they were, by the time Tyler, I got there and kind of made it to the seats after grabbing a, a $2 popcorn and a $2 soda, um, they already had a beer snake going in the student section from all the empty cups. I'm like, see, that's, that's what I'm talking about. So, uh, no, OU architect brings up a great point. Uh, I, I, it was loud. It's a t- that's a tough place to make look full because it's so big. But I mean, over seven thousand. I think the official was over seventy two hundred. You put that in a lot of other arenas, and that's 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 almost full. So I, I, I was. I'll I'll give this to ESPN and the broadcast. I hate the remote broadcast. I think they suck. Um, but at least they showed the beer snake last night. I was I was very proud of that. <laughs> very proud that they showed it. Very proud of the two kids that were uh, two students that were walking around trying to get the beer snake going even more. I felt like I was watching a uh, Cubs game on Saturday afternoon, looking out at the bleachers. That that made me happy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, but but also it's it's an exciting brand of basketball. And when you have people flying through the air, you know, chase down blocks and and JV McCollum, he made his first three made threes that he had i mean he put dudes just on ice with his crossovers and in fact providence's head coach in his postgame show said look like look like a young Allen iverson out there um cooking people so i mean if you want if you want one-on-one dazzling come check it out you want athleticism sam godwin looks like a whole different player i mean he's been playing great footwork's dramatically improved i know a lot of people saw him last year oh he's a walk-on what we need we need another big guy sam godwin is a legit big man jv mccollum should use that uh, audio clip as a way to get out of practice today right <laughs> AI didn't need practice i don't need practice either porter come on man i need do you remember the sport it's one of my favorite sports illustrated covers of all time when AI was holding like the dozen roses at his side, um, I'll have to look up the picture and send it to you. We need we need one of those edits uh, from uh, from some of the OU uh, media department. So uh, uh, get on it, folks. Well, uh, how's your uh, how's your portal week been thus far? It started a little interesting for for OU on Monday, and it has been pretty much silent since then. It's been over forty eight hours since anyone from OU has entered in the transfer portal, and, and that was. That, that was maybe the busiest day of the entire week. It's starting to pick up a little bit. A&M's really getting hit right now. But it's just been it's been craziness all around. But not much for OU the past couple of days. It's been quiet. 
Yeah, here's the thing, Tyler. When you, when you think about people entering the portal, what could, I don't know, what could make a person enter the portal, right? Maybe a coach having a conversation with them about maybe their their place on the team next season, you know, processing, as they say. Maybe you get a new coach and, you know, you don't maybe vibe with him or you're waiting to meet with him about something. Or maybe that you get a new coordinator because you got a new coach. Now the coach has got to hire the coordinator. So, like, there are specific events that typically trigger somebody getting in the portal. Well, oh, you didn't have any change. I mean, yeah, Levy left, but we promoted from within. So the, o- the only thing that we saw in in my mind is – Everybody that had conversation with the coaching staff, probably outside of Dalen's mothers, that had, had an honest conversation, said, look, you might be better off, you know, might be more opportunity somewhere else. We'll help you, you know, find a home, just like Brendan said when he got here. So with that being said, I think that's why you're seeing like A&M and a couple other places, like as they build their staffs, start to leave, right? Because it's like, okay, we don't know whether Elijah at, uh, at A&M is staying. Oh, he's not. Okay, more people in the portal. Oh, we're hiring Colin Klein now. Oh, okay, more people in the portal. Now Kansas State people are going to the portal because Colin Klein got hired away. Like, there's there's all these dominoes that other schools are having to go through. Meanwhile, OU can sit back and say, okay, everybody that hopped in the portal, pretty much we knew they were hopping in the portal, 90, 90% of them. So now they can just be shoppers, Tyler. They can just be they can just receive. They don't have to worry about trying to figure out their numbers two weeks from now going, oh, crap, crap, crap. No, it, it seems like it's done for OU. Yeah, uh, this text from the 405, portal crap sucks. I hate it. That might be a Texas A&M fan. It could be a Texas A&M fan on the text line, but probably someone who just uh, just hates the transfer portal and uh, what it's done to college football. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll get you caught up on everything going on with the transfer portal at OU, uh, who they've reached out to, who they've offered, the big news around the country. We got you there. But also coming up next, OU's got a football game coming up later this month. And how might this game really shape the perception of not only this season, but the future in year one of the SEC? We'll talk about that coming up next right here on The Ref. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Take a walk on the wild side with Brahms' new spicy pimento bacon cheeseburger. This bacon cheeseburger adds southern flair to a classic. Featuring Brahms' pimento cheese piled high on a juicy hamburger patty with jalapenos and crispy. Now, surviving lung cancer starts with a scan. Learn more at ScreenYourLungs.org. This PSA was made possible by industry funding and guidance from lung cancer patient groups. It is the Rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Your transfer portal updates are brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction, 405-831-8222. That's 405-831-8222. Brent Swift will come personally look at your home. That's Swiftco Roofing and Construction. So no new portal entries for OU. That hasn't happened since Monday. Travis, I'm going to give you the big names here that have entered in the portal the past 24 hours. You tell me which one catches your eye the most. Rocket Sanders, running back out of Arkansas. Uh, LT Overton, defensive lineman from Texas A&M, along with several other of his teammates. Jeff Sims, the turnover machine at quarterback at Nebraska this year. 
And then earlier today, Gunnar Gundy, Mike's son from Oklahoma State, the quarterback, entering into the transfer portal. What's uh, out of those names, which one catches your eye the most? Honestly, probably Rocket Sanders. I mean, obviously, LT Overton is the guy with OU ties. His his parents both went to OU. They met at OU. I know OU was in on that recruitment. I believe it was A&M, OU, and maybe Oregon that were his top three uh, when he reclassified. Remember, he was 2023 that reclassified to 2022 and still retained his fifth star. So very, very good player. Uh, transferring, we'll see. You know, I'd love to have him. There's no doubt about it, but I'm not getting my hopes too far up. But with the, you know, news that, you know, Dalen Smothers goes to the portal, you lose Tommy Walker, you lose Marcus Major. You know, you've got Sawchuck and Barnes, but, you know, Sawchuck kind of established his place in the lineup yes, uh, last year. Not sure if Barnes has really got back to the level that we saw when he was uh, second in carries to Eric Gray in 2022. I mean, Rocket Sanders is a dude that he's a playmaker. Yeah, he and is. that's somebody. That's he's somebody that, he is for sure. He wasn't last year. That's somebody that you can absolutely plug in, and you know, a lot of people are saying, "Well, a guy of that talent, you know, he probably when he enters the portal, he probably has a deal with somebody back channel this, that, and the other." Tyler, I disagree. I think that if you're at a position like running back, kind of a plug and play situation, and you know you're talented and you will have suitors, I think you're pretty comfortable just testing the market, right? Yeah. So, I, you know, that, that name intrigues me a lot because, you know, you've seen DeMarco go, go into the portal before with success. Uh, I know we've got some studs coming in, but, Tyler, they're young studs. You don't want to go into the SEC and say, all right, true freshman, here we go, let's get after it. Like, you don't want to do that. I mean, if you have to, sure, but – you want it, you want to have a luxury at some positions and if you get rocket sanders to come over from fayetteville that is absolutely a luxury yeah that that'll be one of the more well-known names in the uh, in the portal at, at running back this year for sure um arkansas yikes they they were counting on kj jefferson and rocket sanders this year that was their big duo going into the season and um they had a bad season they didn't make a bowl game and now both of those uh, both of those are in the uh, in the transfer portal right now so yeah we are they uh Hire Bobby Petrino, and, and, and now nobody wants to play there. That's That seems odd. But And I don't think this is a huge surprise, but we're seeing that OU is very willing to take a running back in the portal. Is it Rocket Sanders? Potentially. We'll see the interest there. But they have offered Sam Franklin a running back out of Tennessee Martin. And, hey, I, I know like some of you are hung up on Tennessee Martin, getting a running back from there, Sam Franklin. If it helps, he did rush for 1,378 yards last year with 11 touchdowns. So yeah. the numbers are there, but that just shows to me that, yeah, OU is going to be looking for a running back in the portal. Yeah, and, and Tyler, I'm you know me. I am heavily entrenched in the Stars Matter camp when it comes to recruiting. I mean, it, it's, it's backed up through the NFL draft. It's backed up on national championship teams, the blue chip ratio, everything like that. But – if a dude like if if a dude has been evaluated by this staff and he's been productive at the college level i'm willing to i'm i'm willing to trust them and say hey if you if you think he's a good back and can play at OU sounds good go get him because you know the you never know what people are going to be like when they get to college right and i i don't want to dunk on the kid but bray walker was a five star 
Jared Verse, a top 15 pick in the upcoming draft, was unranked and went to Albany and then became all-conference all at Albany and then, you know, transferred to Florida State. Like, I think the further you get removed from, you know, your stars in high school, like, the less they matter. So, Well, the leading rusher be- in the SEC who won the Burlesworth Award on Tuesday, he was a walk-on D2, I, I believe. Right. So, so as much of a stars matter guy I am in, in the high school ranks, once you get into the transfer portal, I don't particularly care about the stars. And guess what? I would it, it doesn't matter if they're transfers from Clemson or Georgia or Bama or anything like that. I mean, they, they can be from anywhere. This isn't a situation where all those transfers from blue blood teams only are going to be the only ones that are any good. It's just simply not the case. Yeah, and a very like rough draft at who OU's offered and what they're looking at right now. Uh, a couple of names to know on the offensive line, both from uh, Michigan State. A USC insider has put in a prediction for OU to land Spencer Brown, an offensive lineman from Michigan State. OU's off, also offered Geno Vandemark uh, from Michigan State, an offensive line. So maybe OU will take um, <laughs> maybe OU will take two starters from Michigan State this year, at least two of their offensive linemen. But they're, they're yeah. hunting for O line, and again, that's not that's not a surprise. But a couple of names to know. Yeah, and I'll tell you what: if I'm if I'm looking for Michigan transfer portal news to Oklahoma, I always go to Scott Schrader first. Yeah, the USC the, guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I know Southern California guys are always the most plugged in. From like, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Spencer is from the state of Michigan, or at least somewhere close to there. Then went to Michigan State. So it's not like he's an L.A. kid that he grew up with. But, hey, look, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take any predictions I can get, I, I suppose. But um, there was the North Texas offensive lineman yep. who I'm not really going to try at that name. Um, but, look, he was obviously recruited by uh, Seth Luttrell. He was a freshman All-American. You know, OU offered them. I'm not – I wouldn't be shocked if, if Seth Luttrell has a, still has a relationship with him. You know, stuff like that, that could that could pay immediate dividends, Tyler, if you're able to get somebody like that and a freshman All-American into your uh, offensive line room simply because he's got a relationship with Seth Luttrell. Jalen Conyers, tied in from Arizona State, is a name to know. He said, uh, what, a little over an hour ago, top three. He's got a top three, I would guess, that OU's one of those top three, reported to be visiting OU soon. Uh, Des Malone, a quarter from San Diego State, and... Defensive line, who you're always going to want players. Hopefully Chris McClellan, uh, formerly uh, of Florida, formerly of Owasso High School, he, he's in the portal. I'd, uh, I'd be down for Chris McClellan in the portal if, if that can happen. Yeah, and there, the talk around Chris McClellan and Oklahoma, you know, when he was being recruited, you know, there were some talks about maybe he – didn't give all kinds of effort when he was at Owasso when he really could have. Uh, he's got all the physical tools. Maybe, you know, didn't, again, didn't have that motor. Well, when you get away from home and you got to go play down in the SEC for a while, that has a, uh, it has a way of making you grow up pretty quickly. So that's why I think Oklahoma's really throwing their hat back in the ring on this one. And it sounds like he's getting a lot of interest from really all over the country. So hopefully they can get him. Uh, to come back a little bit closer to home. I know that, you know, Oklahoma was heavily involved there in the first place before. I think they they might have just backed off a little bit there at the end. But 
fully back in it. I like the Chris McClellan. Uh, you know, you need defensive linemen. You need bodies. Yeah. And you need bodies if you're going in. And, again, I don't ever want it to seem like I don't like our class that's incoming. I don't like the young guys. I think Grayson Halton has shown big-time flashes. I'm really excited for a healthy Kelvin Gilliam to get out there. Uh, Dejon Terry, I believe, should be back for another year, which will be big for us. You know, you've got, you know, you got bodies. And David Stone and Jaden Jackson, you, you've got bodies, but you need more of them, man. And you can't just roll in with a lineup of, you know, some retro freshmen and some freshmen in there and say, all right, we've arrived in the SEC. So they're offering defensive linemen. They're offering offensive linemen. They're offering uh, running backs. Um, they're, they're offering multiple positions right now. What's the least position of need in the portal? Safety? Especially if Billy Bowman comes back? <laughs> well, I mean, quarterback, but uh, yeah, safety. I mean, because everyone talks about biggest position of needs, le- least position of need. Safety and linebacker. Yeah, I'd, I'd, probably go, I'd probably go safety one. Could they take a uh, quarterback in the portal? I think, yeah, potentially uh, that could happen. But safety seems to be in a pretty good spot, especially if you get Billy Bowman, who, no big deal, is a CBS 24-7 all, all, on the All-America team today. He and, uh, he and Stutzman. Yeah, Well-deserved. Yeah, nobody tell the uh, Thorpe Award committee that first team all big 12 and cbs first team all american but somehow not good enough you know to be in your uh, in your thorpe award so you know we'll figure that out someday but no it's i think linebacker we're pretty good too i mean look at our linebacking core man it, it, just if you get danny back and i think all of us i haven't stopped crossing my fingers since the end of the tcu game that danny comes back so there might, might have a little carpal tunnel or something going on but I mean, if he comes back, you've got Kip Lewis, who really came on strong last year. You had Kobe McKenzie, who got a ton of good reps last year, uh, especially in Danny's absence. Jaron Kanick, who started the year, you know, still learning the position but still making plays, and, and he'll take another leap, you know, forward as he had never played linebacker in high school. And then you've got Samuel Mosigo, Lewis Carter, and, and, and Phil Pachotti sitting back there. Oh, and then you add James Nesta, and then we'll see if there's any f- further conversation with Braden Platt. But, Tyler, I'm not sure we have any room for any more linebackers. What do you think? I mean, if Stutzman comes back, you're in a good spot. I mean, that's just kind of, you know, if Stutzman leaves or if he's told you he's going to leave, does that maybe change your plans in the portal? Potentially, um, depending on who's out there. But I think you would still feel can it gets a lot better next year you have that duo there with he and kip lewis um you got kobe mckenzie there i I still think you're in a good spot at linebacker but i don't know if everyone agrees with that with the way that they played the last two games that's that's still very it's one of the more mysterious things of the season the the final two games by the backers i think as far as i think it's let's look at specifically linebacker right and let's let's consider i i still think i think danny's coming back but just think think that he leaves in this scenario, this hypothetical scenario. I mean, are you really just taking a linebacker if one, like, really jumps out of you and says, hey, look, I want to come to Oklahoma? Then you look at it? Because I think a couple of these positions are you're only taking a guy that's going to be such a clear upgrade that you just can't ignore it. Because the goal, the, the, the priority of a, a football coach and the director of player personnel and position coaches and everything like that are to improve your roster really by any means necessary, right? You need to improve the roster going into next season. So unless you get somebody that's just, you know, you you can't say no to, 
I think you I think you roll with your safeties and your linebackers, yeah. regardless of whether they come back. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer, Chevrolet, text line. Uh, we'll find out the full SEC schedule one week from today, but what are, we already know the two biggest home games, right? So what are we really waiting on? Uh, we'll talk about it next right here on The Ref. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Here, we go. here comes the Sandman. Ladies and gentlemen. Adam Sandler. One, two, three, four. The I Missed You Tour. Should we clap along? I'm trying to play guitar a little bit for you. Adam Sandler. Live. Take him away. Paycom Center, Saturday, December 9th. All right, let's lose that. I hate it. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. It's that time of the year again, and our guys just wanted to take some time to wish you the best going into the holiday season. Hey, Ref Army, it's Plank and Josh, Plank Platoon, baby, 9 to noon every day. Just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Hope you get everything you want on your list. What a great year it's been talking football, talking sports with all of you. A very Merry Christmas from us to you. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, Ref Army. Keep up with the Sooners everywhere you go this holiday season with the KREF app, the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Did the recent storms damage your home and roof? Call All-American Roofing today. All-American Roofing has been repairing and replacing roofs for over 40 years and is a second-generation locally-owned roofing company. They are also a Google-guaranteed contractor and offer free inspections. Our roofers are GAF Master Elite Contractors with a BBB A-plus rating. Call All-American Roofing today at 405-787-0400. All-American Roofing, the best roofing company in Oklahoma. 405-787-0400. This holiday season, remember that local businesses make our community unique and our economy thrive. When you shop local, it creates more jobs and you are supporting businesses that donate more to charities than non-local owners. Let's let our Norman and more business neighbors know we appreciate them by showing up and supporting those businesses that give back to our community. Be sure to visit Cayman's, Cadoodles, Signature Pool and Patio, Mave, Correct Techniques, and JR's Barbecue Supply Co. Shop smart and shop local this holiday season. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. Is your business looking to get more from technology? If so, let RK Black help design a technology platform or cloud solution that propels your business forward. RK Black has helped numerous organizations have better mobility and more efficiencies through technology. Visit us online at rkblack.com or call 943-9800. Hey, life doesn't stop when cancer starts. After diagnosis, treatment is vital. But for some, just getting there to appointments, chemo, or radiation is a major challenge. You can change that. Volunteer to give rides with the American Cancer Society Road to Recovery Program. Driving for a few hours of your day can make a life-saving difference for someone with cancer. Visit cancer.org slash drive to learn more. Moore Norman Technology Center is a leader in workforce development for Oklahoma. High school students involved in technical education show strong graduation rates and are ready for employment in industry, for college, or both. Each year, over 90% of MNTC graduates work in their chosen fields and quickly begin contributing to Oklahoma's tax base. Your MNTC investment continually generates solid returns for your community and for the state. Call 405-801-5000 to learn more about Moore Norman Technology Center elevating our economy. 
Hello. Uh, I'm a Marine. No matter how you served. My, my buddies from the Army are all gone now. I'm really alone. No matter what you're going through. I keep getting calls about the bills, and I'm trying to get a job. I feel so stuck. We are here for you. If you or a veteran in your life is experiencing thoughts of suicide, dial 988, then press 1 to reach the Veterans Crisis Line. Bit of a programming note for all of you out there one week from today. We'll be going to 7 p.m. next Wednesday with local content because the SEC schedule release show is happening at 6 p.m. next Wednesday. So while that's going on, while we're all finding out live the exact schedule for OU next year, we'll be on for an extra hour breaking it all down. That'll be fun. Uh, I can't remember another live schedule release in my lifetime Maybe even an OU football history, so that's going to be new. That's going to be exciting. We'll be on the air for that extra hour talking about it, but like, what's the thing that we're looking forward to the most finding out, Travis? Because we already know the first SEC game ever. That's Tennessee at home. We know when the Alabama's going to be. That's going to be in late November. So are we most interested in when the LSU trip is? Who they're playing on Thanksgiving weekend? Because the, the two biggest things are, are already released. Yeah, I mean... It- it's interesting because would you have rather, Tyler, would you have rather them not told us about the Tennessee game and the Bama game early and gotten it all at once, or, or do you like the trickle release? I, I like the suspense in the moment, yeah. that It would have been cool to say, your first ever SEC game is Josh Heupel coming back. I, that would have been cool to find right. that out in the moment. But Because we, I, I mean, I didn't even really know that was happening i think i just started getting text messages about hey espn just said they were releasing schedules i mean it was a random monday like two weeks ago wasn't it well it was last week last monday it was just random like hey uh i guess they're releasing stuff like he was not happy about that by the way that espn did that right i don't doubt it because it was just weird it was like you have this opportunity you already did an opponent release and that was big television now you have the opportunity, and, and you and you let them you let them leak it. I mean, come on now, what are we doing here? But no, I think I, I think I want to know, and this is a weird thing to want to know, Tyler, but I want to know when our bye week is, because I want to know big bye week next year. That's for sure, potentially. Well, and I want to know if it's before or after Texas, or if they don't, or if they stack, because you know they could, you know, stack an at LSU and then the Red River rivalry or, you know, at Ole Miss, you know, whatever, right? Like you could you could really make that schedule significantly more difficult if you – not that it's already not going to be tough, but like if you don't have a buy on the either side of that like you, you know, so often do. So I think that will be what I'm most interested about because, you know, on, on Alabama's big dynastic run, it may not be over, but – when they were really, when they were really cooking, uh, they would always have a bye week before LSU, and then they would have a basically a bye week before the Iron Bowl because they would play, you know, Maine or Mercer or Savannah State or whatever. So it was interesting because before their two biggest games of the year in the SEC West, they would always basically have a bye. So it'll be interesting to see how OU and Texas are treated as they go in. Where is that bye going to fall? Yeah, two bye weeks next year. Does that mean how the schedule falls, or are you just counting the main game as a as a bye week? 
no disrespect to the Black Bears, but uh, yeah, I'm counting. That's that's bye the week. that's the bye week. That okay, I didn't know if the schedule fell uh, fell weird. I, USC had two bye weeks this year, but they also played in that um, that week zero game this year. But yeah, if you're counting the main game, that that will be. Uh, <laughs> First of all, that will can be we talk about how funny? Can we talk about how funny that is, Tyler? Can we talk about the fact that USC scheduled two bye weeks and their second one was supposed to be between or before the Pac-12 championship and they didn't even mm. make the Pac-12 championship? Yep. So literally, they wait. They they had an opportunity to schedule two bye weeks and they only used one because they were so sure that they were going to make and and yes, the Pac-12 may have made the schedule, Tyler, but that doesn't work for my narrative. So I'm going to say that USC screwed the pooch on this um, because they were so cocky they thought they'd get to the Pac-12 championship. How funny is that? Yeah, yeah, you um, you got to love it. Long, long uh, layoff until that holiday bowl that they're going to be playing in uh, coming up in a few weeks. But, yeah, the, the bye week's rather important. Um, this text from the 918, Tyler, don't get your hopes up. All will be at 11 a.m. Except for, except for two night games. Well, the two night games better be Tennessee and Alabama. Okay, don't let yeah, the I'll, Big Twelve schedule the. Don't let the Big Twelve handle OU scheduling in the SEC, please. Don't let that yeah. be a thing. Like how Game Day has a, a celebrity picker. They're like, all right, for our celebrity scheduler, Brett Yormark oh, is here to schedule OU. Everyone Texas. be booing like Texas fans were Saturday, which is still hey, epic. Hey, shout out Texas fans on that one. I was not happy that. They won. I was not happy that they made the playoff, but it was it was it was a bit endearing that they just gave it to your mark. And he goes, "Oh, I'm going to consider that as love." No, no, don't. <laughs> he couldn't even don't. talk There's, because the boos were so loud. In the SEC tens of, chants. Tens of thousands of people booing you is no not love. love. I promise you, no love. So normally you root for 11 a.m. kickoffs on the road. Um, you know, first game of the day, the the atmosphere is not as great when you're on the road. Are we uh, are we rooting for an 11 a.m. kick at LSU, or do you want to get the full effect and have a uh, night game in in Death Valley? I want a night game. That's kind of what they're all, they're all about there. I've been I've been game. to a day game there. It was a 2:30 kick. It was awesome, but 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 a small percentage of me the whole time was going. God, I just can't, I just want this to be at night. It would be so much fun. So yeah, I want the full experience. Let's let's get it in. KG and Piedmont, should it become standard to everyone having two buys due to the expanded 12-game championship series or just add a buy into the series for all teams? I think asking. I think KG's asking, since there's more games, expanded playoffs, should teams get more buys? Well, we've got a couple texts that say we actually have two buys next year. So, so three buys be, next year. Three buys with me. Goodness gracious. It's going to be. Let's go. We're gonna have to check the schedule. We, hey, Tyler, we play all those text messages from, hey, big OU fan here. Uh, what time's the game this weekend? We're gonna be getting a ton of those next year. Oh yeah, <laughs> Tulsa Boomer says the Grove is awesome, and that's not something that we need to check during the break. We already know that the Grove is gonna be awesome. The yeah, Grove is I've, so awesome that it sounds like it's better than the actual football game at Ole Miss. That's really the thing to see. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to see the Grove. I'm excited. I mean, it's just the entire move. Is so exciting. And the schedule, when you look at all who's on it and what they, the results were this year, boy, it's going to be tough. <laughs> it is. Different, it's going to be game, tough. Man, that's for sure. Uh, all right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. More OU football next, right here on The Ref. Nobody covers your team like The Ref. If it's Sooner News and talk you want, 
It's right here all season long. This is your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Sports Network, KREF.com, and worldwide on the KREF app. Take a walk on the wild side with Brahms' new spicy pimento bacon cheeseburger. This bacon cheeseburger adds southern flair to a classic. Featuring Brahms' pimento cheese piled high on a juicy hamburger patty with jalapenos and crispy hickory smoked bacon. Throw in a slice of American cheese to melt everything together for dreamy, cheesy goodness in every bite. Stop wasting time and go get Brahms' new spicy pimento bacon cheeseburger. Nothing's better than Brahms. Here comes the Sandman. Ladies and gentlemen. Adam Sandler. One, two, three, four. The I Missed You Tour. Should we clap along? I'm trying to play guitar a little bit for you. Adam Sandler. Live. Take him away. Paycom Center, Saturday, December 9th. All right, let's lose that. I hate it. <laughs> Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. <laughs> Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno is family-owned and operated, and they take pride in providing a no-pressure, friendly sales process with excellent service. Now you can't beat that. Be sure to check out the lineups for Buick and GMC and get top dollar for your trade. So take a little drive to big savings. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or dorsey-jonesbuickgmc.com. OEC Fiber brings you the power of fiber optic technology right to your doorstep. Experience seamless streaming, lag-free gaming, and smooth video calls with OEC Fiber. But that's not all. With OEC Fiber, you get top-notch member and subscriber service and competitive pricing. Visit our website at www.oecfiber.com or call 405-217-6868 to sign up today. Life can change in an instant, and when it does, you need someone in your corner. Every year, countless Oklahomans suffer the devastating consequences of auto accidents, medical malpractice, and nursing home neglect. For over 25 years, the law firm of Glass & Tabor has tirelessly fought for the rights of our clients. We have obtained some of the biggest settlements and jury verdicts in Oklahoma. Our experienced attorneys can maximize the value of your injury claim. Visit glasstaborlaw.com for a free consultation now. Dear Hero, whoever you are, you save lives. I live with sickle cell and the pain and the issues that come along with sickle cell every day. I'm most grateful that people are willing to go out there and take their time, their blood, and give me new life. Because of you, I'm allowed to see my son grow up. Giving equals living. Give blood. Replenish the supply. Learn more at hhs.gov slash giveblood. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Mike Steele here for Cavens Group. Do you need help with fire, water, or mold remediation? Cavens is a local company that's been in business for over 15 years in the Oklahoma City area. Because they know you can't predict emergencies, Cavens is available 24 hours a day to help with emergency services or commercial maintenance. Call them at Cabins Group today, 405-573-3048, or go online to cabinsgroup.com. Would you like to play a more active role in your health? 
At Hightower Clinical, we believe all Oklahomans should have access to new potential treatment options through clinical trial participation. Our team wants to support you with the best care possible through clinical trials. No health insurance is required. Compensation is available for eligible study participants, and study care is provided at no cost. Having the chance to go through a trial and find out if something works for them and makes their life easier, I would recommend them do it. To learn more, scan this QR code and visit our website. Does your banker know your business, the challenges you face, and what makes you unique? At Armstrong Bank, we're dedicated to understanding your business and working alongside you. A true partnership is more than financial transactions. It's support, trust, and attention. This is how we make businesses stronger. Armstrong Bank. Strength runs in our family. Contact our knowledgeable bankers to open your business account. Member FDIC. This is Mark Van Hoos, owner of Van Hoos Fence. Van Hoos Fence has years of experience and proven superior performance, kind of like a certain head ball coach. We know Van Hoos Fence offers the best value and service for your residential, commercial, or sports fencing needs. Whether it's a new install or repair work, let Mark and his team at Van Hoos Fence be your trusted resource. Call us today at 405-735-1167. Save yourself from Googling it up. Go to vhfence.com. They will work with you in a great way. Cavins Group bringing you the sour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, and if you have an emergency 24 hours a day, they are on the call. Give Cavins a call at 405-573-3048. They specialize in fire, water, mold, remediation, and crime scene cleanup. Cavins Group at 405-573-3048 or cavinsgroup.com. Well, we talked about the SEC schedule release, and I guess uh, George's entire schedule for next year is being leaked. They do have two bye weeks, by the way. So, oh, you will have three bye weeks, counting the main game. Uh, but, hey, we may not even get – we may already know the schedule by the time we get to next Wednesday. But whatever, we'll still be on the air for an extra hour talking about it, even if yeah, we but, already find out about it. God, the dang internet leaks. Are our Georgia fans uh, complaining already because they've complained the last two years about their home slates? Uh, let's see who they get next year. They get Auburn, Mississippi State – Tennessee, UMass, and Georgia Tech. Yes, I bet they're complaining. At Alabama, at Texas, at Ole Miss. Florida neutral Ooh. site. And then Clemson Ooh. and Atlanta. Which, hey, that's a home game for those guys. I'm counting the the game in Atlanta as a home game for them. Right, but, I mean, I guess uh, with that schedule, I guess I, we shouldn't have been worried about their 47 game, our 47 <laughs> yeah, game streak. No, but seriously, man. I am glad that that's over, though. That who's the? Do you know who's the longest right now, then? Oh no! Like who has the longest no. win streak? Who would I, that be? I oh boy. Well, I mean, it it would be. You would assume it would be it would be one of the. Wash. It would probably be Washington because they won their bowl game last year. Michigan lost their bowl game against TCU. Right. Both of those teams are undefeated. Florida State won their bowl game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I, you yeah. know what? I bet it's Florida State because they lost. They went on their a last game. The yeah, they lost their last game in like late October or mid October, maybe. Yeah, maybe right. they played really good ball by the end of the year. So come on, I'm Georgia, sure. come on, beat these punks <laughs> that didn't belong in the if bowl game. If they even show up, did you see that their press, the Orange Bowl press conference got canceled? I that did. Was, that was supposed to have smart. And, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it looks like I think DeSantis is trying to sue him or something like that. Oh yeah, like it's a big it's deal. All, hey, I, I'm I'm all for Florida State should have been in. I don't care. Florida State should have been in. They earned it. So I know that's a conversation that's already been had, but. I had to at least put 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 it out there that they should have been in there. 
There's a lot of photos on Twitter these days. Like, is that real? Is that is that legit? Was the photo of the Oregon OC at the at the noun today? Is that is that legit? Was that old? That looked like it. I mean, I don't know when another time he would have you know you know I don't know another time he would have been strolling through the lobby. He was Connor you know Stallion, I mean? so, so there's no telling. Oh, that's true. That's true. No, I think that was him. I don't know if he had a manifesto, but. Really feels like uh, Oregon's going to be the destination for Dylan Gabriel. And if it is, if that's true, good for him. He's going to get paid. More than likely going to have a really good season next year. Going to be in a pretty good situation his final year of college football. Hour two of The Rush is coming up next. We'll talk about Jackson Arnold in this bowl game coming up later this month right here on The Ref.